The Will Cain Show podcast is presented by the Capital One Saver Card. Earn 4% cash back on dining and entertainment, 2% at grocery stores, and 1% on all of their purchases. What's up, Monday? Will Cain here on the show. And as always, our football guests will be Ryan Clark, Brooke McFarland, and Tim Hasselbeck a little bit later. I want to get to stuff that we root for selfishly, and that's actually a perfect transition for where we start the show. And that is the Tyrod Taylor war on social media this Sunday. Tyrod gets benched. People are debating whether or not he deserved to be benched. Nathan Peterman steps in and vomits on himself, <laughs> throws five picks. It was ugly, and Tyrod Taylor became an all-pro yesterday afternoon. So I know people think predictably because I've never really known what to make of Tyrod Taylor. I, I went with Andy Benoit, who who joined us early and said, yeah, there's just a lot of stuff out there. It was like a month ago. He goes, he's probably going to get benched at some point. We'll see what happens. And it couldn't have gone worse for Sean McDermott. So now this becomes this football debate, and I'm looking at stats, and I'm going, what's real? Who do I trust? Where are the lines drawn? And really, that's not what this is, is it? No. No, you know what this is. I was afraid to admit and to agree with you what this is, but um, you're right. This isn't a football debate anymore, is it? Mm -mm. What is? What are we left with that's really pure? Pat's defense improvement. We're doing that story a lot, aren't we? (laughs) Why why can't we? Nah, man. Everything's a proxy. Everything's a shadow game. Everything's a fight about something else. And Tyrod Taylor versus Nathan Peterman is our latest in the identity politics of today. So this is about race. I mean, do you really think it's about Tyrod's QBR? It is to me. But does that mean because I'm a white guy and I'm going, I can understand why they want to try something different, even though it went terribly wrong. Does it mean I just don't get it? You know, you don't, you can't play innocent on this because you know it. The minute you were, you were sitting around with me, before the show, we were rehashing how this debate devolved yesterday on social media, how everybody ran into their camps, everybody pointing each other going, see, see, I told you, I always knew. And other people going, no, he wasn't that good. And, this, and you knew that that bickering, that fighting, that crossfire, the finger pointing, the minute I said, man, you know that's not about football. You're like, you're right. I did. That's exactly what I said. I was trying to figure out a way to do this as a, a football topic. I was trying to figure out a way that you could sit there. I can give you, if I was pro Tyrod. I can give you all sorts of stats today to tell you I'm right. And you it, could a week ago as well. Yep. And if I'm anti-Tyrod, I got an index card full of those too. Okay? And you did this week ago as well. Yep. And we had Andy Benoit on over a month ago. We played this again this past week when he ended up being benched. The announcement that he was going to be benched. And Benoit from Sports Illustrated, who I think is terrific on this stuff, said this about Tyrod's game. Every game, more than any other QB in the league, Tyrod Taylor's leaving guys open on the field unattempted. He's not processing. He's not seeing. He's not a full field progression reader. And he's also not an anticipation thrower. And that's a bad mix. You have to really simplify the offense and build around him. Now, Okay, so we had that from him. And then I saw some of our trusted NFL people here. Bill Barnwell, who basically I feel like cites the Benoit take of, in a tweet, he goes, well, supposedly Tyrod had been leaving all these throws wide open. Barnwell's a pro-Tyrod guy. Um, Mina Kimes is pro-Tyrod. I, I guess, I don't know, is it is it that weird that if the staff, by the way, a second staff, a second front office that wasn't all in on Tyrod, that they wanted to see what a quarterback could do 
as a replacement is it that weird of a concept. But nobody cares about that now. Nobody cares no, about no, no, that no, no, now no, no, because no. Peterman yeah. was a disaster. Yeah, and so therefore it must be about deeper issues. You know, the truth of the matter is when you and I sat down a week ago with the news that Tyrod Taylor was going to be benched, I found myself on the Barnwell and Kimes side of this debate initially because the numbers back up that Tyrod at the very least is an Alex Smith-level game-managing quarterback. Ten touchdowns to three interceptions. One of the top ten QBR in 2015 and 2016. The numbers are there to tell you this guy can get it done for you, including a 5-4 and four record. But you listen to guys that watch the, the, the famed All-22, the yeah. tape that coaches see, the tape of the plays as they break down, and you come away with a take like Benoit's that says, you know what? Tyrod is playing safe. Tyrod is getting some things done. But he's not getting everything done, including the game plan and the plays they're hoping he could make. And at some point, the Bills staff, and by the way, as you point out, the previous Bills staff decided, we got to see if we can get something better. Both of our takes, I believe, yours and mine last week was this. It makes sense then for the Bills to move on from Tyrod at some point. My take was, I'm not sure it is right now because I don't know what Nathan Peterman has in his bag. And we found out on Sunday. Okay, we found out for one afternoon it was a terrible, terrible decision. Uh, people were also mad at McDermott for not owning it right after the game. Here's the head coach of the Bills. You know, again, I felt like this was the right situation for Nate to come in and play. And um, and so, I, like I said before, I, I don't regret my decision. I regret the result. We didn't get the result we were looking for. Um, so uh, I don't regret the re- decision at all. In all seriousness, do you think Sean McDermott went home last night and just kind of sunk his head into his hands, kind of gathered up his hair into his fist, and just like, whoa. Okay, but do you that think— That couldn't have gone worse well, for of me course. today. Like, he, his best friend is getting the text being like, backfired. Okay, but well, for well, the well, public, well. the public that wanted him to sit there and be like, you're right, I fall on my sword, that was a huge mistake. He's not doing that because he can't do it to Peterman. He can't, he can't sit there like, come on, people. You've been watching this stuff long enough. The coach in that spot is not going to give you the public apology that you demand. I think, though, Ryan, the appropriate indictment of McDermott is timing. It's not decision. It's when you make the decision. Because think about the pickle he's in now. You're right. If you move on from Peterman, you have destroyed him. I mean, talk about what McDermott did last night. Think about Peterman. I can only picture that he was sitting in his house with, like, eyes glazed over, thousand-yard stare. You know, TV isn't on, but staring at it just over and over, replaying those five interceptions. I mean, he'll be destroyed. But on the other hand, Tyrod, man, how about that relationship? It's got to be completely destroyed already. And how do you go back and say, hey, can we date again? But if he doesn't I think that's go to overrated. Ty- I think well, all that stuff's overrated. What if like, he doesn't go, back go to Tyrod, there. man? What about the rest of the locker room? Okay, well, the rest of the locker room gets the apology it seems like the public wanted. Uh, with Will Kane today, the Rosillo Show, it's ESPN Radio. Uh, Timing is the indictment. All right, that's, not, not the ultimate decision. When? Okay, but then I'd ask you, is McDermott that stupid? Is he that stupid as the head coach with that staff, with that front office to go, are these guys all just dumb football people that made a huge mistake based on who Tyrod the quarterback is? I don't think so. And I think that McDermott has done a good job this year, but let me ask you this. I can accept one of two premises. Peterman looked good in practices, looked good in film, looked good watching tape, looked good on the chalkboard, and then completely messed the bed yesterday in a way they hadn't seen, or they ignored warning signs during the week all season long. 
Yeah, it's not like no one has ever made a mistake as a head coach here and that we hadn't been critical of it. But the Tyrod thing is extra. It's extra because of his comment saying it's just tougher for a black quarterback, the pieces that came out last week. But you know, when you talk about Vince Young not getting another shot at it, is is that oppression or is that a league going, we don't think you can add anything to our football team? When Tyrod Taylor is bailed on by Doug Whaley, the previous general manager, and now this general manager in front office, and when Tyrod could go out and openly negotiate with the rest of the NFL and the rest of the league goes, you know, that's a pretty good number you're going to get from the Bills even though you're taking a pay cut. Like, we're, we like you maybe, but not really that much. Like, is that is that doubting the quarterback because of of, of, of a race issue? Or is that no, the yeah. league? Okay, I, but again, as, as you and I, know, I will, I know, will ask I know. that question, it I'll have a chunk of the audience today going, how do you two guys not get it? Here we go again. Up, You know, it's just funny, like, when... When you and I talk about these, I already know what it's going to be that Will Kane and Ryan Rosillo don't get it. So that means 32 teams bailed on it. And I know the Kaepernick is the counter. The Kaepernick is a very specific resistance to bringing him back for issues that are beyond his ability as a football player. So that's that's not really the same thing here. I, whoa, whoa, whoa. Will Kane and Ryan Rosillo don't get what? We don't get that the Tyrod Taylor. black quarterback. Yeah, look, Tyrod Taylor, and this is the ultimate in treating someone as an individual or treating someone as their position is, Tyrod Taylor is the same quarterback he is, to, he is today that he was a week ago and that he was seven weeks ago, right? And that's the one that you point out, 32 teams passed on, two different Buffalo Bills regimes, including this one said, this isn't our future. What Tyrod Taylor is not is a different quarterback today because Nathan Peterson was awful. Yeah, that Peter- did not change Tyrod Taylor. Yeah, Peterman. What I say? You said Peterson, but... You're right. That's the other thing that it becomes now like, oh, how did you do like I understand a team trying to do this and now it's backfired and they have to own that mistake. But they don't have to own it to us as much as they have to own it to the locker room that's going, What are you totally. doing to us? As you mentioned, the timing of the decision. But yesterday, if you were pro Tyrod, he somehow magically became a much better quarterback than the debated kind of gray area, inconsistent quarterback that he has been, that two front offices were going to be okay if he moved on from. And that take yesterday that you're referencing, that you saw so much of, would never validate moving on from Tyrod Taylor. It would say you should never move on from this guy. And all you are saying, and I'm saying, I think, is the timing is what's suspect, not the decision. The Rosilla Show with Will Kane today, presented by Progressive Insurance. More, independ- uh, more independent agents sell Progressive Insurance than any other brand. Find an agent at Progressive.com. Now that's Progressive. What do you root for and really against to feel better, but also breaking news regarding Baker Mayfield, an announcement from Oklahoma head coach Lincoln Riley. That news, that news just came down. We'll share that news with you coming up next here with Will Kane on ESPN Radio. In life, there are talkers and there are doers. Sometimes it's not hard to tell the difference. Mike Bloomberg has spent his life getting big things done. Starting his business out of a one-room office, Mike built a company with 20,000 employees, all with good pay and quality health care. Elected mayor in the aftermath of 9-11, Mike got to work helping rebuild a shaken city, creating nearly 500,000 new jobs and expanding health care for nearly 700,000 New Yorkers. Now, there's a clear choice. Do you want a debater or a doer? Someone who can fix health care, who's done it. A guy who's unafraid of tough challenges, who has a track record creating jobs, who's taken on the NRA and won. That's Mike Bloomberg, a proven leader who can unite our country and get big things done. That's who can beat Trump. 
That's who we need in the White House. I'm Mike Bloomberg, candidate for president, and I approve this message. Paid for by Mike Bloomberg 2020. And now another edition of Obvious News from Geico. Experts now say that wearing more clothes in the winter will, in fact, help you be warmer. We asked cold victim Trent Patterson about this, and here's what he said. Yeah, it was the weirdest thing. I I was a little cold, put on a sweater, then wasn't cold. I was like, what? Also in obvious news, Geico makes it easy to save money and easy to reach them with licensed agents available around the clock. So switching is a really smart decision. That's obvious news from Geico. Baker Mayfield won't start or be a captain against West Virginia, but he will play in their regular season finale. With Will Kane today, the Rosilla Show on ESPN Radio, time for Straight Talk, brought to you by Straight Talk Wireless. Best phones, best networks, no contracts. Here is Lincoln Riley, Sooners head coach. Come to the decision after thinking about it here over the last few days. Uh, a couple things are going to happen. Uh, Baker won't be a captain uh, for this game, uh, which is a big deal to him, I know especially and for our team because of the kind of leader he is, and this is the last time that he gets to do it on Owen Field. Uh, he also will not start this game, but he will play. I wonder what that means. One series? What do you think he sits for? Uh, you know, West Virginia's pretty good, so we're not going to sit long. Lost their quarterback this past weekend, so they're somewhat compromised. But you're right. West Virginia went into this weekend ranked, I think, 24th. They're, they're formidable. And this yeah. is a game the Sooners cannot lose if they want to remain the college football playoff picture. So I'm going with a series. At most. <laughs> well, there's not much less than a series. Mm, a play. A play? I don't, I don't think it would be a play. This is Baker, man. I mean, if you didn't see the video of it, he is on the sideline. He's saying, come on, come get some. If I'm a 290-pound lineman, I couldn't. I would love to get him in an alleyway. All right, If I'm like a big dude that he's mouthing off to, I'd be like, please fight me. Um, but he took it. Kansas was weird. Kansas at the coin toss, the beginning, refused to shake his hand. And so he's like, all right, fine, it's on. I mean, you're Kansas. You guys are terrible. And then there was a cheap shot on him, and then he was on the sideline. So I'm not excusing his behavior because his behavior has always been kind of in this this lane for a long time. I thought he was getting a little bit better. I felt like last year when he would be hit, he'd complete a pass and he'd get hit, and he'd always mouth off to the defensive player. But you grab your junk, you go, hey, let's do it. You know you're going to be catching repercussions from this because the camera's always on you, and that's something he even said when he apologized himself after the game. Baker was a punk. Baker was classless. Baker did not take himself out of the Heisman running, as some people have posited or wondered about. I understand the Heisman has sort of... In- Easier word. What? What? No, you you went vocab on me there. Oh, I did? Yeah. Which one? Opined? No. Is that posited. You, yeah, posited. Posited. Yeah. Um, people have pointed out that it has an integrity component to it. All right. He did what football players do. He got cocky. He got vulgar. He shouldn't have. He's still the Heisman Trophy winner sitting in the clubhouse. Um, Why do you think Kansas did that? By the way, there was the not shake your hand before the game. There was the cheap shots during the game. That sounds like a conversation in a meeting room before the game. Hey, Baker's a little mouthy. Baker can get pulled out of his game. Let's maybe see if we can get inside Baker's head. I'm sure there's going to be some Kansas fan that reminds us of something that nationally the media is all forgetting. No one cares. You're Kansas. <laughs> I'm sorry. No one cares. I, you know, like, what are you going to do? Oh, Baker, like he's going to be intimidated by this whole thing? And we've had plenty of Heisman winners before where they were dealing with stuff that kind of questioned who they were as people. 
that have won the Heisman. So I don't know. I, I don't know how long he's going to be out, but Oklahoma's not going to screw up a chance to win for or at least play in the playoff. Here's Lincoln Riley. Uh, I would also say that, uh, you know, despite this, no, no matter how, how long I go coaching, uh, whatever the rest of my career ends up being like, uh, I don't know that I'll ever have a player that's as special to me uh, as he is. And uh, and we've been through a lot together. And uh, he's a he's a tremendous teammate. He's the best football player in America. He's got a great heart that a lot of people don't get the chance to see like I do. And I'm I'm proud as hell to be his coach. So a little choked up there from the head coach Lincoln Riley. How about that? Riley also said, I guess, in the announcement that he suspended the beginning of the game, that he's not going to be out for long. <laughs> so maybe it is a play. What is the over-under? If it's a play, does Lincoln Riley get killed? Yeah, he's not going to do a play, man. But would he, what, what would just... just? But, but that's one of those things where you get killed, and I'd be like, I don't care. I don't care. I, if I were the head coach, I'd be like, oh, no, you guys are going to tweet all day? <laughs> I have no integrity. <laughs> trying to win a national championship here. By the way, the quote apparently, excuse me, the quote, actually, because I had it up here on the screen, is that Lincoln Riley saying he won't say how long he'll be out for. But that's one of the that's one of those deals where there's the public scrutiny where you go, hey, how are you going to handle this? You know, what are you going to do here? Are you gonna... Oh, so I need I need to do what? Sit him down until you've determined, stranger, the person that has nothing to do with this program, the person that doesn't know my quarterback. Like I have to appease you, person that I will never interact with. Quit pointing at me. No, I just you were the only one in the room. So when would you be appeased, stranger? Uh, I'm not a big, you know, guys do stuff. So I, I wouldn't, you know, if he sat out a series, I wouldn't send off a tweet be like, what kind of mess? My kids. My kids are watching. Take it the other way, though, now. Okay. One play. Week. Week, Lincoln. I would never send that tweet. I would never send that tweet. I just think that's such a layup tweet. Like when you tweet out, LeVar Ball, Donald Trump is what we need that's what America needs right now. How do you hit send on it? It's the least original tweet of all time. It's true. And then you get like 10,000 retweets. Oh, Trump versus LeVar Ball. That's exactly what the conflict America needs. That's how you do it. Yeah. Because you're going for those 10,000 retweets. Do something else. Okay. So, yeah. All right. so what are you going to tweet? What are you going to tweet if Baker only does a play? Me? Yeah. Oh, some leadership. You're turning me into making an argument I'm not making. I know. It was fun, though. For a little while. Uh, Straight Talk Wireless, nationwide coverage on America's largest and most dependable 4G LTE networks. You weren't looking at me either. You were looking that way, but yet doing it to me, I could feel it. Cerruti wouldn't send that tweet. We didn't even lead with LeVar Ball Trump today. Are you surprised? When are we going to get to that? Not soon enough, apparently. (laughs) Between all the issues we have, Baker, how does he stack up against other Heisman guys? The benching of Tyrod, LeVar versus The President of the the, United States. The President of the United States. Or Marshawn loves Mexico. I was looking up the poverty rates throughout the world today. That's how I prep for my show. What did you do? <laughs> I didn't do that. Let's talk to Ryan Clark. Some football stuff coming up next. Will Kane, Rosillo Show on ESPN Radio. Nobody's gonna stop me. No, nothing is beyond me. I'm coming at you faster. No stopping what matters. Now that Human Resources VP Meg Ward has Kronos for HR, payroll, talent, and time. She's totally owning it at work. She even has her own hype song. I'ma blow it up now. Hey. I'm a body in motion. Hey. Making waves like the ocean. Hey. 
my workforce is really diverse. You know, different hours, different skill sets, different pay grades. We're motivating and engaging the right people every step of the way. Kronos, HR solutions for the modern workforce. Learn more at Kronos.com slash HR Swagger. Little travel update, but it has to do with sports, so we'll do that a little bit later. Um, We're all being lied to, and I'm trying to help out. We also had this thing we wanted to do on things you kind of root for selfishly, the outcome, but we have so much stuff going on, UCLA firing Jim Mora, uh, the Baker Mayfield news that we just had. we got Ryan Clark, though, joining us here in studio with Will Kane, giving you the Straight Talk. Brought to you by Straight Talk Wireless, best phones, best networks, no contracts. They traded him. (laughs) But he can't do that. Uh, He's going to be suspended at the beginning of the game. We don't know for how long. Not good enough for you. Doesn't need to be done. Oh, the other way. I could tell you thought it was going that way. Yeah, I could tell this was a. See, Ryan's a baller. I should exactly. Known that. Yeah, yeah. Like, and like you know, like the cameras catch certain things, and Baker is Baker's Baker. Like he, this is kind of the way he behaves. But there's so, so much can, worse. You can that, do stuff like, and then eventually we just have to get over it. I'm not. No, I'm but, not but knocking him. No, I'm saying, but isn't that what we do in life with people we like? Right, like yeah. Greg Popovich. Right, we get we got over it. Like he gets to be a jerk, and he gets to answer questions when he wants to answer questions, and and not cooperate during du- during the third quarter interview, and we let it go. I like your other argument better. <laughs> I don't like Baker as Baker, therefore let's just get over it. I like the no, one where I, you no, were headed, which no, is there's way worse. Going I, no, on. I didn't. I didn't. I, I'm not. He said that. Oh, I'm not saying I that. Do. But I, but I, you you said so. We should just let him do it. We should just get over it. Baker's Baker, and let him get over. It. I didn't say that. You said that. But what I was saying is, don't we do that anyway? Um, we do protect people we like uh well i guess i guess my point like the charles barkley theory that i always talk about is eventually when you're just yourself long enough then people accept it and they go okay whatever right. but i mean I think, about you I think i think it's it's you know people people it, it depends on like things people can see themselves doing or things that people can relate to mm-hmm. and for a lot of people and looking at a baker mayfield and saying and seeing what they think quarterbacks are supposed to be he doesn't fit that mold Right. And in the way that he behaves sometimes, you don't people don't want their quarterback to act that way. They want their quarterback to behave like Peyton Manning or how they perceive right. Tom Brady behaves. And these, these are not the actions of that type of guy. I figured as a football player, your argument was going to be, you know, on the scale of pearl clutching moments. This is so low. Oh, it's not even one of them. <laughs> no, no. I No, that, that's that's we're in for agreement sure. on that. One. Yeah, it's, yeah. Not, it's not that big of a deal. But I'm just saying just in, you know, when you start to expand the conversation on how we allow people to behave and the reason our sensibilities are touching certain things, I think it plays into the fact that Baker Mayfield is a quarterback. I think we're actually all kind of on the same page here. Um, I understand why they did it. I'm not a big suspend him guy. I can understand people being upset about it. I just don't want outrage guy, and none of us are outraged, so I don't think no, we have to right. Okay, the tie rod thing led the show today. There's an easy way to do this. I want to try to dig a little bit deeper what would you be thinking if you were on that Bills team after what happened yesterday? That I wish they would have stuck with Nathan Peterman. The really? whole game. Yes. In the second half. Let him throw 15 of them. Right? Some because days. because because for, for, for me, then it makes me feel like you had and have a plan. Switching right back to Tyrod, let me know that you're just flying by the seat of your pants 
and we don't really have one guy making a decision. Because when you go out and you make a decision, when when you really when you watch the film and assess your team and assess your quarterback and you say, you know what, I don't necessarily know if he's the guy to take us where we need. I don't think he's the guy to take us where we need to be. We need to see if Nathan Peterman is. Then you stick with him because you're not coming back to win that game anyway. And so what you what you say to me is, you know what, we made this decision to go with Tyrod because without Tyrod because we're done with him. We're done with him, and we want to see what we have moving forward. And now you understand what the team is doing. I'm not saying I think to bench Tyrod in the beginning was the wrong decision. Mm-hmm. But once you make the wrong decision, ride with it. Show me that your plan was we've gone as far as we can go with him, and whether we lose the next next eight games or not, we're sticking with Nathan Peterman because now we know we need to move on from both of these guys because we don't have the answer in this locker room. I think, Ryan, are with you on when you move on from Tyrod, you're moving on from him for good. But, Ryan, don't you at some point have to go, this is such a complete mess. This is such mm-hmm. a complete failure. It cannot go on for another moment. And by the way, I think five interceptions approaches that. Would you have argued that the Cowboys should have stuck with Chaz Green six sacks into that experiment replacing no, Tyron Smith? I do not. Or you say when something's that bad, we got to change it up. Yeah, when something when something is that bad at a position like tackle, at every other position in the world, yes, I do. But when you make quarterback decisions in this league, it's a different rule book. You play by it's the one position in this league that can change entire teams. Uh, obviously, tackle has changed that team, but we can scheme around a tackle. Alfred Morris was still able to run the football. They didn't give up a almost a record-setting sack performance. They got better at that position. They understood some things differently schematically last night. At quarterback, when you go from a guy who hasn't played his way out of the position because he hadn't. Five you, interceptions isn't playing. I'm talking about Tyrod Taylor. Oh. And Tyrod Taylor, he didn't play his way out of the, the position. So when you made that decision, you didn't have the the facts and the film to back it up that, that Nathan Peterman was going to be a better quarterback, that Tyrod Taylor's play was costing you football games, that because of the way he was playing, you weren't in position to be a playoff team because all those things were there. You were a playoff team where you sat. Tyrod Taylor's play wasn't the reason you were losing football games. He didn't give up 47 points himself to the New Orleans Saints. So when you made that decision, it meant you were making it based off of something other than facts, something other than film. You were making it off of feeling you had. So if you had that feeling, you better stick with it and have a plan for that feeling because we already knew it was the wrong decision. So when you bring me the wrong decision, you had to bring it to me with the plan. He don't have one. And so now I'll question your leadership. We got Ryan Clark with us. Before we say goodbye, um, the I Vikings. I get it so quick. I have to talking so much. No, this is good. Vikings, great record, good team, great record, great team. Great record, good team. You For like now. them, but you're still – I like them. I do like them because I think they're exceptional defensively. I think defensively they can really go. Uh, when Case Keenum, who's playing extremely well – has to be asked about every game because not only do we have questions about him, his own coaching staff does. It's hard to take that team as a great team without that great player at that position. I mean this as your friend. You smell really good today. Thank you very much. I mean, we've had some strange conversations about me on this show, so I think it's pretty cool. We have. Deal with it. We just we want you to know that no topic is out of bounds. <laughs> I appreciate it. Over here. Okay. Nice. <laughs> hey, Will's in. 
Uh, coming up next, I want pilots, major commercial pilots, to call into the show. Triple eight, say ESPN eight 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 seven two nine three seven seven six. Because Ryan's about to go in. Okay, I'm not. I shouldn't call out all pilots, and I kind of did in the tweet, and I didn't mean to, but I was lied to on a flight, and we're all lied to. But this lie was so bad that I actually had to say something about it. And I want to hear from pilots because then some pilots said, you don't want to know the truth. You can't handle it. So I'll tell the story coming up next. Will Kane, the Rosillo Show, ESPN Radio. Your home is important. That's why GEICO helps make it easy to save on homeowners insurance. Because home is more than just a place. Home is where you build a giant pillow fort in your living room. And when people ask why you have a pillow fort in your living room, you say it's for your dog. And when they ask, well, what kind? You say, mm, chocolate lab. And we have a web of lies that's almost as intricate as the crown molding in Fort Pillow. The GEICO Insurance Agency could help protect the pillow soft fortress you call home. Call GEICO and see how easy it is to switch and save on homeowners insurance. It's a Rosillo Show with Will Kane today, brought to you by Upside.com, giving all business travelers the gift of a better travel experience this holiday season, Upside.com. It appears we have one pilot, commercial pilot, on the line. Uh, I'm going to throw the number out one more time so we have a little fair and balanced here. Triple eight, say ESPN eight 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 seven two nine three seven seven six. Speaking of upside, speaking of business travel, I was out of Penn State, lovely little campus. Uh, it was cold. It was the Friday before Thanksgiving, so you know, good to see Lavar Arrington, local legend. Also, Derek Williams, Nissan Heisman House, all that stuff's great. So, I'm flying out of Penn State yesterday morning, and we're a little delayed. NBD, we get to Philly. Okay, we get to Philly's airport and we land. And as somebody who travels, I would say, 20 weekends or more a year, I've got this thing down. I'd like to have a button handed out to certain people that fly enough when you're going through security. It says, I don't need to hear about the laptop, shoes, and bell. I got this. Wait for me to screw it up before you have to tell me. I'm going to save you some time. Got it. You're like George Clooney in the the air up there. Yeah. There should be some sort of button be like, I know about the belt, shoes, and laptop. Okay? But I've also noticed whenever you're delayed, pilots, not all, but a lot of you lie. You lie to us all the time. And I think it's a lot like the corporate world where I'll say to you, I could tell you the truth now and deal with conflict, or I could make you even more mad in two months when you find out the truth. So what happens is instead of a pilot going, yeah, we're a little backed up here, folks. We're going to be sitting here for probably an hour, and there's no fresh air, so you sit back and enjoy. (laughs) It's always this instead. Hey, we're uh, we're hearing from the tower. We're going to be delayed about five, ten minutes. Uh, we'll get you up in the air here as soon as we can. Twenty minutes goes by. You're like, hey, what's up with this five, ten minute thing? Hey, sorry about that. We're just getting some uh, filing off some paperwork. We had a little electrical thing here, so we just got you know five, ten minutes before push off. And you could be sitting there a couple hours, okay? But they'll never say, hey, we're at least an hour away from takeoff. Settle in, because I think they're worried about what's going to happen. And your premises, they know. They know. They already know, man. They're not getting five minutes, ten minutes from the tower. They're getting, hey, man, you guys are foobard. Absolutely. And right? They're saying, we're flying this part in from Muskogee. And it's going to take a while, so yeah. just keep those people at bay and don't let mutiny happen. Uh, Rick overslept. He met some girls in Newark, and uh, we're trying to get him a car service over here to LaGuardia. But this is going to take a minute. All right? <laughs> so why don't you guys grab a brochure and... Uh, See if you can't find some lawn gnomes to order online. (laughs) All right, so you're just jammed up. So I land in Philly, and everybody's freaking out because we've already been delayed in the way. And I'm not doing, like, I don't like people complaining about stuff. You know, when people complain about Delta, I go, what? You're complaining about Delta? So we land in Philly, and the pilot goes, 
All right, folks, uh, we've got a slight delay here with the gate. It sounds like the boys back at the terminal are caught up in the Eagles game, and that's causing a lot of traffic coming through, and uh, you know how football is, so uh, we'll see if we can't pry those guys away from the television set. And you were like... All right, now I'm, I'm losing it. I lose it. I go... The sports experts right, on board. Yeah, okay. You're not pulling this over on me. I, I'm looking around going, who's coming with me? McGuire style. We're going like... <laughs> It's noon Eastern. The game hasn't even started yet. That game isn't in Philadelphia. And, oh, by the way, when it's in Dallas, it starts in eight and a half hours. It's the worst lie going. And nobody else is as mad at me. Like I'm like, who who else is? Can you believe this guy? They were, yeah. they were sports experts like you. Not one guy. Not one person on the flight is going, erroneous, erroneous. Drink. So it wasn't the lie. It wasn't being delayed. It happens, okay? It happens, folks. That ticket doesn't guarantee you stress-free connections. It's part of the deal, and I'm okay with that. I'm accepting of it. I'm even accepting of... We don't know what the hell's going on, but the gate isn't ready. So settle in. Okay, okay. Time, time, time. So for I one said second. something. Whoa, to the pilot? To the group on the way out. I go, hey, you guys need some new material. That gate kicks off 830, and it's in Dallas. What do you say? They knew. They're like, ooh. He didn't have an excuse? No. They're like, who brought... Did you hold your ground? Who brought parcels? <laughs> did you say it passing by, or did you hold your ground and make eye contact? No, I passed by. I was in the front, so I was like, we're out of here. Not first class. It was... It was. Uh... All right, so let's go to Chris in Chicago. Chris flies... I don't know. Chris, should we say where you fly? Nah, nah. All right, that's a no. <laughs> I almost did it. So how uh, how off base am I with everything? Uh, not at all. <laughs> so you lie to us. Um, stretch, I would say, in legal terms for Will. <laughs> well, but, Chris, would you explain it? So is it that you get the information, oh, my God, guys, we're so far behind. This could be an hour and a half. And you come on then and tell us 15 minutes repeatedly? Well, usually we're just the messenger. And we get our information from air traffic control or from the airport that says the gate's not ready. So usually we're just the messenger. For uh, Ryan, I think it was a bad joke by probably a dork pilot. (laughs) (laughs) That's my favorite line of the show. Um, No, you're you're right. He thought he was going to be funny. He's like, I'm going to relate to everybody a little. Yeah, he blew it. But Chris, now I need to know this. Now, why are you lying to us? Is it in the manual that you're trying to stave off a mutiny if you tell us it's going to be an hour and a half? Why do you string us along in 15 to 20 minute increments? Uh, well, I think it's an update thing. Well, I think we get an update, and then we get another update, and we get another update. If the plane's broke, I, I'll tell you. That's my policy. Everybody's different, but, I mean, because we don't get paid if the plane's not moving either, right? So we want the plane to go. We want to get home, too. So we have no interest in sitting there either. So All right, <laughs> it doesn't well, prove us to make angry passengers either. Can I ask Chris one more question? No, we got James. Oh, I, okay. I got, sorry, sorry Chris, Chris. This was awesome, and, and considering your home – your home city of Chicago, you've had enough problems as it, as it is already. All right, let's go to James in Columbus, who flies from my favorite airline. James, what is what is protocol here? Uh, it's all about managing expectations. And most of the time, like the other caller, some guys try to throw in some humor. That usually doesn't work out too well. <laughs> but if it's like a maintenance problem, we get word from maintenance. And they say, oh, it's five minutes. Paperwork always takes about three times as long. As they say, so you just have to manage those expectations, and you say half hour. <laughs> Here's my question, James. Do you sometimes get yep. assigned to a co-pilot? You're like, ah, oh, I got Tim. And you know Tim, he thinks he's Seinfeld on the mic. 
you guys know the guy. It's like he really works the mic a little bit too much. Oh yeah, and it depends what what seat you're in. If it's if it's your if you're the first officer, and you're flying with a captain, that's like that. They're in charge of the ship, and you just have to roll with how they how they operate. All right, thank you, James. Appreciate the honesty there from the pilots. So what do we but do? What, what do we do with this information? They're saying that they're the messenger and that they're being told. So we should have some air traffic guys on. Yeah, you're right. They're saying they're not liars. Yeah, they're saying that air traffic's lying to them. A lot of people agreed with my premise, and they're like, you know what? You, you're right. Like, why is it always five, ten minutes, and then it never is? And then I had a pilot go, "You don't want to know what we know." I was like, "Well, now I definitely want to know." Now we need air traffic guys to call in because the blame has been shifted to them. Push you know what 10? they're going to do? Remember that movie? They're going to push it onto the mechanics. Yeah, they'll blame them. All right, coming up next, UCLA, better job than Florida? Something it is. It's ESPN Radio.